Hi guys, welcome back to our Manchester United podcast, Never Ignored. Uh, we're back for our 10th episode, so we're into double digits now, which is nice. Um, we've got a fair bit to discuss, what was it? Uh, we've played two games since then, Norwich, Brighton, um, some good good victories, some good performances, and uh, a few other bits and bobs. I mean, we were just talking before we started about VAR, as per usual. It's, it's one of those topics, it's, it's always there at the back of the mind now. And with football coming every single day, all that means is there's just more and more bar decisions to uh, More to controversial, controversial stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, I know, so yeah, we usually like to stick to just everything Man United, but uh, I mean, I was just saying to Aleem, we had to bring it up, um, the Spurs one in particular. Um, I don't know how they could have given that as handball to against Lucas Moura, but... It's, um, it's insane because um, I've just watched the clip of it because it didn't happen too long ago from when we were recording. And yeah, uh, the ball, first of all, looks like it hits his back. Second of all, I think it's dangerous play defender swinging of legging at a player that's on the floor. It's a bit, it's it's one of those where, yeah, clear and obvious. Clear and obvious, I think, are the two key words. Uh, I don't know if we need definitions for those to be provided to the match officials or the guys. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 the, that's the big thing for me is Firstly, I don't think it's that particularly obvious that it hit his arm. It, to me, it kind of looks like it hit his back. Um, for, so for anyone who didn't see it, basically, Moore is attacking. He's been pushed over. Sheffield player has gone to clear it. And as he's fallen, well, VAR has decided that it's hit his arm and then that it's deflected to Kane and Kane scored. And by the letter of the law, um, any handball that involves in, that ends up in a goal has been disallowed. Um, but again, as I was saying, it's not clear that it actually hit his arm. <laughs> Firstly, secondly, he got pushed over. It's like, where else is he? What, what's he going to do? You know, tuck his arms by his side and just hit, fall head first onto the floor. <laughs> and most importantly, Harry Kane ends up scoring in the 90th minute anyway, and uh, removes my and ruins off our, our fantasy clean sheets anyway. Yeah. So they might as well have let that one stand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's the separate. Well. It was actually it was a good result for United. Actually, Sheffield winning three one because Spurs were a bit closer than Sheffield were. Um, so I know before the lockdown we were looking at Sheffield as one of the main rivals for Champions League spot, but there's now a five point gap between us and them. Um, and now Spurs are seven points behind because they've lost. So things are actually looking pretty good. What, what was um, it that we said before the lockdown? Uh, restart the season. We need the f- to finish the football. Um, yeah, at the moment, it's, it's it's great to be a Manchester United fan. I know it's only been them. Um, <laughs> it's been a good couple of weeks, right? Um, yeah, we bar, barring uh, barring some stuff that happened in some other places, but we won't we won't we won't refer to that. <laughs> um, from from third from third down, it's been a, it's been a good couple of weeks. So Leicester lost again. Chelsea lost uh, first time since the lockdown. Wolves are won again, so they're they're playing well. They're level on points at United. Um, but yeah. Arsenal somehow snuck into the top half, um, but generally United are playing well as well. That's the, that's probably the big thing. I I think uh, every season we should have a three month break uh, during the season and then then get this bombardment of football every single day. Um, <laughs> I am enjoying the the uh, amount of football that's on the TV at the moment. Actually, I'll probably be a bit sad once it finishes and then it goes back to having to wait four or five days between games. Um, it is really good actually having some kind of football option uh, every day, more or less. Uh, Premier League football. It kind of feels a bit like you know in the World Cup, World Cup when you had like three games a day, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, it is quite nice. Which is it's okay, 
but I do think that the quality has maybe not been the best since uh, we come back. United have been pretty good, but there's been a lot of games where it's like, you know, the first half at least is nil nil. Yeah. Um, definitely those first rounds of fixtures definitely felt like. Yeah. So I think fitness wise, fitness wise, is definitely a challenge for some of the players. Um, but yeah, so we did our last podcast that was just after the Sheffield game where we won three nil, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was it was just after that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, since then, we had Norwich on Saturday in the FA Cup. Um, so it was a bit of a struggle actually. Um, so I thought we actually did. We played some decent football, but it was a tough, tough to break them down. I guess. It was, I think it was one of those games where traditionally United struggle when teams sit back and just don't give us any space. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably one of the reasons. And then also it was quite a changed team. Uh, I think it was only Maguire, Greenwood and there's one other that uh, remained in the, in the start. Uh, so it was um, Maguire, Bruno, Shaw. Um, I don't think Greenwood started actually. Did he? Yeah, you're right. Actually, I think he came on. Yeah, I'm confusing myself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was but I know Maguire, 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 Bruno, and Shaw definitely. They, the, the three of them started. Bruno actually, well, Bruno Maguire played the full hundred. And has Has Maguire played every minutes. game this season so far? He's played a lot, and then I know there was that issue where he, we thought he'd broken his ribs or something, and then he's played like every single minute since. Yeah. since <laughs> Since then, and he's been very, very good actually. Since then, as well. Yeah, there was that headline um, that he might might be out till the end of the season uh, around February. Yeah, time. and then he's he's played he's literally played like every single minute since then in every competition. Yeah, every but, single competition as well, which I, you can tell is yeah. doing well for him because he's become quite consistent at the back, uh, fairly yeah. strong. And I mean, he was criticised against Spurs, but since then he's been back to his pre-lockdown form, which yeah. I think is understandable, right? They yeah. needed a game to get back into into things. Um. But yeah, um, Igalo got the opener, which is, is again, he's proving his worth. Because mm-hmm. um, these are the kind of games that, yeah, you don't want to start Rashford or you don't want to start Martial. You need you want them to have a rest. Did these you are, need someone like Igalo to to be there. These are those exact games. What other, options, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what other options would we have had if he wasn't here? Um, You're right. I think these are those exact kind of games that we signed him for to be able to play kind of against. Uh, we don't really necessarily need kind of flair football against these teams. We just need simple get it in the back of the net. Yeah, and his hold his hold up play was good. It was a good finish as well for the goal. You know, he's and he of course he's he's the one who got fouled as well for the red card. I've got no no doubts he probably would put it away as well. Actually, it was such a such a good opportunity. He's he's quite a smart player mm. in, in how he uses his body, isn't he? he, he That's it. Yeah, uh, which we've lacked in a while. Because Lukaku was obviously quite he was a physical player, but I don't think he, he was quite as. Um, I don't think he knew what the next maybe step didn't was. use it. He maybe didn't. He maybe didn't use it as well as Igalo does. Yeah, I think Igalo's really maybe he could maybe great. he would have developed into that. I mean, he was still fairly young when he was here, right? Um, Igalo is a lot more experienced. So I guess yeah, he knows he knows his attributes. He knows how to play to his strengths. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm definitely happy to have him here. I think was, <laughs> the thing at this point, I want the loan to be longer than 2021. Was it his um, fourth goal in his fourth start? I think he's got. Uh, I think it's fifth, five. fifth in four, in four, because he scored twice against. Um, yes. Derby, I think it was. Was it against Derby? Yeah. So I think yeah, in, in out of the games he started, he scored five goals. I mean, which is yeah, it's great. Do you think he will go Messi, down? Messi, Messi and Messi and Ronaldo numbers. <laughs> Do you think he'll go down as kind of a uh, as a as a United almost folklore legend, the same way? Lost yeah, he's a bit of a cult cult hero, yeah. right? Like uh, I think the fans took to him quite quickly just because of how clearly how clear his love for the club was, yeah. and how happy he was to to be here. So I think that helped. Um, then obviously the goals help as well. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure the. 
the love for him probably would have died a bit quicker if he's if he'd had no goals in those five starts or or something like that. But um, but he's shown he's he's shown he's shown exactly why they why we needed someone like that. Uh, what did you um, think of the um, the Cantwell equal equaliser? I thought people were being a little bit harsh to Romero. Um, his vision was a bit blocked. I thought it wasn't it wasn't as bad as they're making it out to be. I thought it was a well hit shot. Um, to be honest, uh, you know, yeah, it, it was. When really I first important. watched, it, it was only it was only if you slow it down and like watch it at like ten percent speed or something that you think, all right, maybe he could have saved it. There <laughs> was a, I think it was Maguire in front of him that kind of blocked the shot yeah. for I think most of the trajectory of the shot. Um, I think sometimes as well, people are just overly harsh to goalkeepers. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of the, the the job's a bit more risky as in when you're a striker you can miss a shot and you'll get another goal at it and no one will remember the miss but um, as a goalkeeper it's, it's one save you don't make that save and that's it you're for the rest of the I think that's a quote for, there's a quote from um, one of our old goalkeeping coaches um, I don't know exactly so this is probably paraphrasing but it's basically yeah, what you said if no one no one remembers the good parts they'll only they'll only remember the the bad parts for goalkeepers Um which is which is fair. Yeah. So, so I guess like, it comes with it comes with it comes with the position, I guess. Um, extra time was um quite quite grueling, wasn't it? It was all United. Uh Krul was having a, Tim Krul was having a good game in goal for them, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, and then he decided to just throw it all away against Arsenal a couple of days later, right? Yeah, he tried to do um, proof turn. Yeah. But um yeah, Krul had a good game. He made some good saves from yeah. Maguire. Um and I can't remember if he other we had a few other opportunities as well. But, um, but yeah, Maguire was the one who got the eventual, eventual goal. It was almost, it was inevitable. Well, we were going to get another, we were going to get a good chance at some point. It was just, uh, would we be clinical enough? And Maguire was, funnily enough. Yeah, no, it was. Actually, he's got a couple of goals now. I think it was a good finish because um, since Bruno, because I'd expect, well, you'd expect him to have scored with his head or with his aerial presence. But it was quite instinctive yeah. to just throw his body in and just say, you know, I need to get this ball over the line. Um, so it was quite a good instinctive finish. Uh, credit to. Him. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, he got the job done. Um, Into the semi-final. I would have maybe liked to see him have a rest because, uh, yeah, like I said, I think he's just playing so many games. But um, I suppose he he sets the standards at the moment, him and Bruno. So Speaking of the, speaking play. of setting the standards, did you see that, that kind of long busting run that Bruno made in the 100 and God knows what minute to track yeah, all to, the way back? To like right back, yeah, which yeah. is not something I expected from him, right? No. Um, when he he's playing basically number ten most of the time, but um, um, but he seems to I think even against uh, Brighton when he, before he came off he'd run run the most out of anyone on the pitch. Yeah, he's got a really um, really high work rate and and you can see that in the yeah. statistics in how much he's run. Which yeah, it's not something that I thought I I kind of thought. I'm not saying matter doesn't work hard, but I saw more of like a matter type. Yeah, I see what um, you mean. I see what you mean. You you don't you don't associate that kind of industrialness. Uh, with him uh, but yeah I'm really glad he's got it and it's, you can clearly see like he's setting an example to the rest of the players which is kind of you know give it give it your all come off the pitch looking like you give it your all if you do have yeah I mean there's a reason why he was captain I guess at Sporting um, he, he's he definitely he's definitely up that he's the way he sets it's the same thing same thing about Maguire he sets the standard he, everyone has to has to rise to his 
to his level and he's making everyone else play better as well and and it's good right because um, I don't know I think we lacked that kind of leader type player I think when we had that team certainly in the midfield definitely yeah it's, it's been it's been a while I, I think um, when we had that infamous you know world class team 2008 um, a lot of the players they were captain material and we need to eventually end up in a situation again where we've got like we're spoilt for choice in terms of that leader type player uh, right now we're making good steps I think with the Maguire and the, and Bruno um, even I'd put like Rashford there up in terms of giving the, you know that kind of example um, and, and Pogba as well because he does set an example uh, of you know the amount of stick and stuff he gets he still does do his best for the club I think yeah I mean he's, he's, he's been good since he came back yeah but something I've noticed actually um, about him uh, in all the games I've watched he's got a smile on his face all the time whenever he's playing yeah uh, and maybe that's you know something simple but it shows that he, you know maybe he's just happier now at the club and he's put some stuff behind him before that might have been holding him back um, I think he's one I mean I guess from his, from his perspective you can kind of understand why he's maybe a little bit upset before because yeah. when he joined he yeah. joined with players like Ibrahimovic Mkhitaryan Lukaku was like the year after right yeah the, the the club for a while was making signings that would put a good team around him. And then you saw so Ibrahimovic left. Obviously he was getting old and he was a bit injured a lot. Mm-hmm. Lukaku's gone. Uh Mikatarian was gone. Sanchez came in and gone. <laughs> like the a lot of the players that you think that were the signings that to make us like an elite team, they'd come and gone. Yeah. And then he's probably looking um uh, stuff like uh, players like uh, no disrespect to Dan James, but when he's seeing signings like that, he's probably thinking, you know, is this where is this where I want to be right now? Because he could go to any club in the world, and you know, I mean, he's that he's that kind of player. That, um, he's thinking, he's I think why is he now twenty seven? So he's probably thinking these are the years that I want to be winning stuff. Um, which is are these players the ones that are gonna get me there yeah no because he can't do it on his own it's fair it's a, it's a fair thought as well yeah I agree as well he's the kind of player I think that could pretty much start in any any team um, and, and teams that could be challenging for the Champions League or the Premier League etc um, so yeah it's a fair thought from him hopefully he's feeling a bit more comfortable now at United um, and once this summer window commences, uh, I think we, we, we discovered recently that was July the 26th. Uh, we might be adding to that caliber of uh, the kind of players that, that should be playing for Manchester United. Um, so, yeah, maybe he'll be more happier. Fingers crossed. Um, we're into the next round of the FA Cup semi-finals versus Chelsea. Uh, to game to be played the weekend of the 19th of July. I'm looking quite forward to that. It's, again, uh, the, the four remaining teams are probably in, they're all of good standard. Um, Arsenal. It's interesting. It's the four. It's the last four winners of the FA Cup. Ah, cool. They know that cool fact. Which is which is which is interesting, right? So I think um, Arsenal won it. No, sorry, we won it. Then Arsenal. Then Chelsea. Then City. It sounds like some kind of World Cup FA Cup. Um, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of City, uh, De Bruyne's just put them one 0 up. He's just scored a penalty. I knew it. Which is interesting. Um, we're set, I mean, I don't usually praise City's uh, Twitter admins, but they just posted a funny one saying that uh, lots of fireworks can be heard from outside the Etihad. Nice to hear March's Carabao Cup victory hasn't been forgotten just yet. <laughs> um, so I guess we all know what that's in reference to. But yeah, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's going to be interesting last last uh, last four, I guess. Uh, we've beaten Chelsea three times this season. Yeah. Um, 
but they they looked good at the start of the lock, uh, lockdown. Yeah, they had, they had like good win against City. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, West Ham showed that they are still vulnerable. It was a very surprising um, surprising loss to West Ham actually for them. But uh, yeah, it does show that they are vulnerable. Yeah, so they're not they're not the finished article yet. So there's no reason why we can't beat them, and it's obviously a neutral venue as well, Wembley. Yeah. Um. So I'd, it'd be interesting to see how they're doing that. Is did you say what did what date did you say? Nineteenth of July. Nineteenth of July. Yep, it's an evening kickoff. Okay, so it's still in the middle of the season. I would have thought it'd have made sense to push the semis till after the end and just have semis maybe Wednesday, Thursday, final Saturday or something. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just to keep. I mean, if you're gonna have a few cl- a few clubs use Wembley and stuff, just all would have made sense. Yeah. Or just do it in a week, but yeah, well, what can you do? I suppose it's domestic still. So, um, but yeah, um, so I guess yeah, looking forward to that FA Cup semi final Wembley should be nice. Let's let's see how it goes. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. A place in the final awaits us, probably against Manchester City. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Arsenal are going to pose too much threat, but you never know. They like to pretend that the Emirates Cup, Emirates FA Cup, is their their trophy, right? I w- but, you know what? I would not yeah, wouldn't it's... mind at all um, a City, uh, sorry, an Arsenal United Cup final. I can't remember the last time that happened. I think was it two thousand and five? Must have been the, the the one we lost, yeah, yeah two thousand four five. So I think yeah. I think yeah, if that could happen, then gives. Also, I also think we probably beat them. Uh, we got on current form, chance. yeah. Uh, of beating um, Arsenal over City. Although, but we've, we've beaten City a few times this year as well. We have, yeah, we have. Um, and they might potentially have a Champions League final to look well, Champions, at least last la- stage of the Champions League to look yeah. for. So, no uh, no reason why, there's no reason why we can't beat any of the three. Um, but obviously, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, definitely. At um, least this will be one of those FA Cups that it, if we do win it, it will feel like a, a really big cup win, which I know doesn't sound great, but uh, I think the magic of the FA Cup has kind of dwindled in the last few years. Whereas I think whoever wins, yeah, because the there's always yeah. been there's always been uh, one good team and one rubbish team. Really. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. So when Chelsea won it, they played us. But other than that, I mean, City played Watford, right? And there was like what six 0 or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> which is just bonkers. We played Palace, and although we made a bit of a hash of it, we still, yeah, yeah we still we won with ten men. Um, Arsenal. Arsenal have never really faced anyone particularly I challenging. Villa, I, think. I think maybe they might have, they might, yeah, and Hull. Yeah. I think they might have had City once, maybe, or they had Chelsea once. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. Um, but gen, yeah, generally, there's been a good, a good team and a and a bad team. So, um, yeah, to have four, I guess. I guess uh, the magic that that some people would argue maybe that was the magic of the cup having the rubbish team all the way in the final, but <laughs> um, yeah, well, it does take away from the spectacle a bit. Um, but yeah, so I guess moving on to the league, we then had Brighton. So that was Tuesday, I think. Um, it's really hard to keep track of the days now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. It was Tuesday. It was a, um, it was a great game. Three- that was a really good performance. I think I heard something crazy like we hadn't we haven't won at the whatever their ground what's it called the Amex Amex yeah. Arena yeah yeah um, so I heard something crazy like yeah we hadn't won we haven't won there since they've been promoted um, which thinking back yeah I couldn't think of a victory I mean last year it was a appalling there um, so I think we've played them three times at their stadium uh, yeah. the third being on Tuesday and uh, yeah our last victory there was something ridiculous like nineteen eighty something or God knows what but obviously. Factoring in the fact that they haven't played in the Premier League for like yeah. years yeah. between that. 
but yeah, nice little statistic that uh, Solskjaer has regained after Moyes destroyed every single statistic we... Yeah, I was going to say, so it felt like for a while under Moyes and Van yeah. Gaal and even under Mourinho a bit. Every that, week. It was, like, well, it was the opposite, right? Yeah. It'd be like, oh, this team's never won at Old Trafford since the 1660s or something. Yeah. <laughs> but then they come under Moyes and they win like 3-0 or something. Um, so it's nice to have things going the other way for us once. Um, and to be honest, the result was never in, never in doubt. Um, the, we scored quite early on again. It's good good goal with Greenwood. The, um, these are those kind of the, the control he, the control he has on the ball is just brilliant. Like when he's doing those step overs. Yeah. So I think you uh, you're probably you probably know I'm the biggest fan of his step overs. I don't stop going on about them. They're so smooth and silky. <laughs> I think the way he sells yeah. the defender, it gives him no chance. Um, but yeah, I just can't remember seeing anyone for a long time who's that controlled when he's doing step overs. Yeah, it's like usually when you because t- nowadays a lot of the st- a lot of step overs are when the players like stood still or something yeah. just to try and. But he's actually like running full pelt, and he's just the defenders have just got no clue what to do and he's only he's all, how old is he 18, 18 19 18 yeah no it's, it's just incredible it's just ridiculous and it's a good finish and the best part about his step overs are as a defender you don't know if he's going to take it right or left because he can use either yeah because he can use both yeah. I think his preference is left foot right but he can um, you know he can use both so he looks you, like, you don't know what to do <laughs> he looks like he could uh, yeah he looks so promising for us very very promising uh, that his goal was uh, yeah, it's thir- 13, 13 goals for him now this season which when you consider how few games he's probably started it's incredible that's a pretty that's pretty good 13 and 40 yeah for, for a kid he's, he is literally yeah he's 18 so he's born in 2001 what is that <laughs> I've got another interesting statistic yeah. that was his 6th league goal this season which is the most goals by a person aged 18 or younger since Wayne Rooney, 2003. Uh, he got it's nine. Nice, like, nice comparison to have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's not it's not bad company to be in, in terms of a comparison. Yeah. So. Um, and it's the same. Uh, there's another similar comparison with the counter-attack later. I mean, the the second goal, there wasn't really much to talk about, right? It was, it was good good build-up play. Yeah. Nice combination between Pogba and Bruno, but massive deflection. Yeah. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to think it was going in anyway, so minor but the third goal the counter-attack like that was that was brilliant and the parallels again with uh you know uh greenwood being like the the rooney the rooney type and uh bruno being the ronaldo the portuguese finisher the, um there it's been a very long time since we've seen a goal like that from manchester united hasn't it uh it was so very fluid, um straight from the back from a maguire head uh matic to greenwood greenwood's pick out to bruno was just just super Bruno's finish just composed into the ground just made sure he's gone in hasn't tried anything too fancy um, yeah super finished I think the only thing disappointing about that goal was it lacked you know that kind of crowd scream after a goal like that and, <laughs> and a crazy it. celebration in the crowd right? yeah a cra- it needed um, a crazy celebration with the crowd and the commentator going off his head but that atmosphere is still the only thing that lacks now obviously without the fans in the stadium but yeah, the goal from start to finish, like, is a good towering header from Maguire, and Matic's control and pass yeah. is brilliant. And I think one thing that's missed a bit as well is that yeah, um, Greenwood's touch and pass. It was only he only took one touch before he passed it, mm-hmm. but it was such a good touch that he didn't he didn't need to do he didn't need to do anything else. Uh, and the pass, it was yeah, inch inch perfect, really. It was on a plate. Um, yeah. Um, you mentioned Matic yeah. there. Um, he's been very strong. Before the return, he was very strong. But even now, since he's come back in, um, I definitely think our strongest mid three now is Pogba, him, and Fernandez. Um, I don't think. Yes, it's it's, it's hard because uh, Fred was so good for the rest of the he season, was, right? It's yeah. harsh to have him dropped. But 
at the moment, you know, um, Matic is letting us have the attacking attacking combination of Bruno and Pogba. Yeah, no, I agree. Whereas if we played if we played Fred, we'd probably maybe still need Matic as well or McTominay. I think it's difficult. To I don't. Play. I don't know if it. It would be difficult. To yeah, I don't know if we could Fred. do Bruno, Fred, and Pogba. It would be difficult to play just Fred because I think um, Matic gives you that security. You know, he's very, very rarely going to do something silly with the ball. Whereas with Fred, he can sometimes miscontrol or run into a player. Or and he's definitely got. He's definitely improved in that yeah. a lot. And like his, um, but his the, the one thing I liked about him before the lockdown, his pressing. Yeah. Uh, very high up the pitch. It was. I thought they'd improve that a lot. Um, especially against City, he gave them a really tough time. They they could never get out of their box, basically, or never get out of their. They struggled to get out of their half without him doing something. I'd say definitely. Um, I think one of his advantages. It's a different. It's a different attribute, right? Yeah, I agree. I think his his advantage over Matic is that press that he can be a bit more mobile and push up. Higher. Yeah, whereas Matic probably won't do that. Yeah, I think probably in the games where we're expected to have more position, then Matic is your favourite. And then when we need someone to break up that play, because we're probably going to be under a lot of pressure, then Fred Fred offers that service. Yeah, um, so Liverpool are now 2-0 down, by the way. Uh, Raheem Sterling has just scored, which I'm sure he'll enjoy. <laughs> um, we can't we can't take too much enjoyment from this season, but yeah, this is nice. It's, it just says it all that we are, we've chosen to record our podcast whilst our two biggest rivals are playing each other. That's how uninterested we are. Un- uninterested we are, yeah. I mean, we, r- rumours have it that is 2-0, sorry. We're, we're, we're not watching the game, we don't. We're not... <laughs> We're not actually aware aware of what's going on, um, um, but yeah, it's a Foden Foden assist. He's actually been pretty decent since the he has been very good. Um, and unfortunately, he's on my bench on fantasy. I should have started him, but what can you do? No, he has been very good. Is, is he playing on the wing um, or in midfield for them? I just turned around because I heard there was a goal, uh, so I'm not sure exactly where he's um where he's where he's going. But yeah, but back to Matic, I guess. Yeah, he, I've, I think he's he's arguably been almost our player of the season. He's he's been that good. I think that's something crazy. Like out of the twenty two games he started, we've got sixteen clean sheets. He's one. Of, he's, he just brings such a calming influence to the midfield. And he's one of those players that um, I think earlier on, I think even when we started this podcast, it was uh, we probably had, I can't remember actually what point of the season we were in, but he was one of those players that was in in doubt. Uh, he wasn't playing much for us. I think he was linked with Milan a lot, and his contract. Yeah, his contract was exp- out as well, right? Yeah. And he's really um, shown that he deserves. He's one. I think he's one of those players that can be motivated by proving so, something wrong to someone. And I think he's really said that. You know, I want this contract. I'm going to show them that I'm worth the contract. Uh, yeah, it's a tricky one because when when he joined, he was great. Then he had a bit of a dip. Yeah. But then when Oli came in, he 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 was that first run of form. He was quite an important part of that. Yeah. Um, he seemed to have been back to his best. But then I I think he got injured towards the end of last season. I might be wrong, but I feel like he was injured and then he, he struggled to come back in. Um, but definitely in the last six months, he's been he's been brilliant. He he's um, been quite. Um, and he's only he, he's 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 past he's past thirty, but he's he's only thirty one, right? He's not. He's got a good few years left in him. He's he's um, definitely that calming presence. I think in that very young and uh, what's the word kind of energetic midfielder. In, in ex- yeah. Uh, yeah, inexperienced even, for example. Yeah, you could fa- fairly say Bruno's inexperienced in the league. Um, but yeah, I think he's that calming presence, uh, kind of like what we had with Carrick towards the end of his career. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been in the Premier League since... I mean, he first started joining Chelsea in 2009. Yeah. So he's been in, in England for a long time. He knows yeah. He knows the game well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm glad he signed a new contract. Um, and 
and hopefully, yeah, we get a couple more years out of him. And I think I do think McTominay can kind of grow into that role. I think he's got he's got he's got similar attributes. Um, so having Matic around, hopefully, he can learn a bit off of him. Um, I don't know if you, do, you, do you see that as being a future position for McTominay, that kind of holding. Yeah, I think well, I think naturally his physique lends him to that kind of position, kind of like a big. Yeah, he is he's an absolute monster. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and he's strong, and he's he's fairly fairly agile. Uh, he's got good vision and also I think as well the fact that he's come through the youth setup gives him that kind of tenacity um, I think with that goal against CE um, you could see how much it meant to him stuff like that I think I think that that position long term he, he could nail that his and and if he's smart he'll stick around a few more years Matic will obviously naturally just slow down and stuff as he, as he gets towards that 35 yep. and then and then it will make sense for uh, McTominay to, to take over that role yeah, definitely. I think he signed a new long-term contract as well he recently. Did. Yeah, right? so, very recently he did. Um, so positive about his future. I I do worry for Fred. I don't know whether he's going to be too happy at the moment because he, he was having such a good season and now not getting in the team. Yeah, so I think my worry with Fred is he's one of those players that needs to be playing every single game. Regularly, yeah. yeah. And um, and it's a shame because I think we were discussing before before the lockdown, it's like because we anticipated Pogba coming back, mm-hmm. we, we weren't sure who you drop, really. Um. And yeah, it seems to have been Fred who's not had as much. I don't think he's has he started any of the games. I don't think he even start even started any of them yet. Um, um, no, I don't. Oh, did he start the Norwich game? Yes, he, he would have started game. that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he also started the Spurs but, game. Oh, the, oh yeah, Matic didn't start that game, did he? Oh. Actually, yeah. So, so he's played a few times then. Um, but he definitely doesn't look like he's part of the first, the first eleven anymore. No, I don't. I don't at, at the moment. But maybe you know, maybe in a maybe in a game against uh, some more more atta- uh, more attacking teams, then maybe he one he, one of him or McTominay comes back in, and maybe Pogba sits out. I don't know. It's a good problem. It's a good problem to have. Right? Completely so agree. It is yeah. We've gone from basically not not being able to pick a three of midfield in midfield, and now having tons of it, them. Is so. is a good problem to have, and also I think the fact that we are allowed to make five substitutes as well is quite handy because you know you're you're basically changing half of your outfield team. It gives a good chance for those on the bench to get some time, rather than if it was still three, you know, you'll get players that might yeah. be in, in con- content with not playing, etc. Um, so it gives them a fair chance as well at, at still getting some minutes. I also think it's a good it's a good argument to mean make that uh, Liverpool's title win is invalid. Um, because the rules are changed during the season, right? <laughs> so <laughs> the competition we've come back to is not the same. Not the same. Because you could argue, you know, if you look at squads, right? You look at Man City squad. If you could, if you could name nine players on the bench and have five subs every game, I can't imagine City would lose too many. Obviously, they lost to Chelsea the other day, but like let's say it's a normal season. Yeah. Um, no, um, it's it's a fair point, and 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 Liverpool's um, bench is quite. It's not as in depth as. City. It's not as strong, right? No. So yeah, if you if you can make five subs, you know, and have that amount of squad, like City squad is huge. It's probably the biggest squad in the Premier League, right? In terms of like quality, mm-hmm. they've they've almost got. You've almost got um, a player that can play. Top six standard, yeah. yeah, top six standard players for each position twice, yeah. almost. Um, so yeah, so in my in my mind, you know, they, they'll have their little asterisks as they 
It was a different competition when it came back. <laughs> we'll, we'll never know what we'll never know what would have happened if the rule stayed the same the whole season. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think City would have gone on to win every single game and, and Liverpool lose. And Liverpool would have lost every single. Yeah, exactly. But uh, what can you do? Yeah, um, credit to them. They they um they did a good job even with all this uh, stuff going on. Uh, I'm just hoping next season I don't have to say that sentence again, and um and United can stick some pressure. Well, it's pos- it's positive that they're two 0 down today i mean it is it was 35 minutes in two nil down that's good good stuff yeah i think um they should have taken an average. bit too much partying maybe they, they should end the season now and take an average of the last four games and just multiply that <laughs> and then that's how they decide and we win the title um i think if uh yeah if if city win if city win today then um the league table since bruno's arrived we'd be top i think Something like that. So, um, speaking of the league table, after this uh, Brighton fixture, we we are only three points off third place. Um, Leicester. In- yeah, uh, that's one good point actually. So we were saying at the start that it's been a good couple of days for United. Um, so Leicester lost, Chelsea lost. Um, so other than the Wolves victory, it's looking good. So Wolves, are, so Wolves are level with us on fifty-two points, uh, but we've got a better goal difference. Then we're only two points behind Chelsea, and we've got a much better goal difference than them as well. And three points behind Leicester. Leicester do have a better goal difference, but the way they're playing at the moment, and we've got to play them in the last game of the season as well. Yeah. And also, um, bear in mind, Leicester's goal difference is that high because they absolutely smashed Southampton. Was it 9-1 on well, Monday? That's true. It was nine, nine, I think it was 10. Did they get 10? I can't I remember. I thought they got 10-0. This is pre-lock. I think, I think the, different era. I think, yeah, I, think, I think the record was United beat Ipswich 9-0 or something. And so I think Leicester got the 10. Yeah, so they uh, basically had a, a goal, a game. Um, so that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no, no, sorry. It was nine nil. It was the biggest away win. That's yeah. what the record they got. So it's, it was very so, yeah. interesting um, that we're only now three points behind us. <laughs> you know, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I was just looking at the table. We're actually at not. They've they've got nine goals on us. So it is literally. It's that game. Yeah. It's literally. It's literally that game. <laughs> Thanks, Southampton. Appreciate it. We've got we've got Southampton coming up, so maybe we'll we'll have to try we'll have to try and uh, go in for like a twelve nil or something. Make it twelve nil, yeah. Um, so the next two games we've got Bournemouth at home on Saturday, and then Villa away on Thursday. So there's a decent gap actually now between those two games. That's, that's like four, five five six days. <laughs> um, so these two games we have to take six points. The way we're playing, yeah. Home. I mean Bournemouth's form has been atrocious since they've returned from. Uh, I mean, we mentioned last week about Solanke being one of the worst strikers in <laughs> Premier League history, right? Yeah, he's bound to score now against United, but... <laughs> yeah, no, they, um, they've had them. Um, they're, they're out of form. Yeah, they've got no Callum Wilson suspension. Josh King, um, he, I think he returned from an ankle injury last game and he didn't look anywhere near... And he wants to leave anyway. Yeah, he wants to play for us, so technically he should just score on goal. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, and yeah, Solanke's not scored a goal since 1952. So, based on my um, calculations, a Solanke hat trick is incoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're playing, we're playing well. So, it should be. I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident. Um, uh, I'm even as confident enough to say we'll get a clean sheet in that game, um, and and we, three points will be as the game against Villa will be a bit more interesting because Villa have got a bit more fight in them. Um, interestingly, I don't it's know. It's interesting you say that they're exact. They're exactly level. They've got the same goal difference, mm. same and same points as well. And so, although we kind of perceive Villa as being a bit of a better team, they're 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 still having just as rough of a time as with as born with um, Villa's return to to football. I've, I've I think I've watched all of their games, and Grealish has been an absolute shadow of the player that he was before. Um, I don't know if his mind's yeah. I wonder if the off off the field um off the off the field stuff that he had yeah he he, on his mind or something, or maybe he's looking at his next move. Um, 
because there's always a danger that um oh apparently it's three nil by the way well i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking i don't, don't want to interrupt us <laughs> it's fight yeah fight fight and three nil it's not even half time yet have liverpool got this strong team out of they've rested yeah there's oh, full lovely. full team <laughs> lovely I'll, I'll take that minus one hit on gomez in my fantasy team Foden's on my bench. I can't believe. I can't believe. Uh, I hope oh, someone doesn't play in my. I, I think. I think my full team's played. Um, obviously, we're getting distracted, but <laughs> sorry, right. what happens. It's the Premier League's on every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, De Bruyne assist as well, so that's good for fantasy as well. Um, what was I saying? You feel like Greenish, yeah. Like um, yeah. So there's a there's been this thing. I know there's this guy for for Charlton. Obviously, there's Championship, but um, he he was out of contract on uh, June thirtieth. So he refused to play for um, Charlton for the rest of the season because you know he didn't want to risk his yes he didn't want to risk getting an injury. I saw. This. So obviously Grealish can't do that because he's in contract. But there's been lots of rumours linking you know, linking him with a big move. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, maybe he doesn't want to risk the injury as well. So um, so funnily enough, um, slightly off topic, but that Charlton player you mentioned, a, a clip went viral of him about two weeks ago, I think, where he was uh, playing football in like the park with some guys, taking some shots and stuff like that with a with a right. semi, not semi-professional, with an amateur team that YouTube records every single one of their games. Um, and he was training with them, like taking shots and stuff. And and all the comments were, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because I saw that on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, with Jack yeah. Grealish, um, yeah, it looks like his head's turned. I, I was just doing some digging before we started recording this pod and Tim Sherwood, um, famed Manchester, um, Aston Villa, uh, previous manager is convinced that uh, Grealish has already agreed a move to United um, and also the gossip column my uh, trusty source since the age of nine of football <laughs> gossip, um, has stated yesterday da- daily read yeah has stated yesterday that um, that uh, Grealish has told his close family friends that he's he's bought a house in the northwest of England um, so you know United City uh, Blackpool who knows I don't see I don't see him going City I think City yeah. have got enough players I don't see him going to Liverpool. I think with the emergence we, of Wigan Port- have just Wigan have just got Wigan have just gone into administration, so I think they're maybe he's buying Wigan. They're probably out of the question as well. <laughs> they're, they're probably out of the question as well. Um, so I, if that's true, I think he's probably likely to sign for us. But well, how would um, you feel again? It's like at the moment, I don't know where does he he be. He's definitely a good good player. Um, maybe right wing option. He'd have to be on the right wing, wouldn't he? Um, but yeah. but what does that mean for two things? Number one, Greenwood. Number two, Sancho. If if we continue, I, for me, I don't think it affects Greenwood. I think neither Sancho or or, uh, or Grealish would affect Greenwood because I, I do see Greenwood's long term position as number nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, um, we we need more players anyway, uh, just for more depth. Because um, at the moment, I mean, on the bench, the only winger we've got is what James. Yeah, I guess Ch- Chong maybe as well. So. We need depth in that area, right? Um, Greedish, he'd probably he'd be a he'd be a starter to begin with, um, but you also you don't want to like we've said it about Rashford a few times. You don't want to overdo it with these youngsters, because um, you know like Rooney was playing 30, 40 games a season when he was when he was sixteen. Yeah, you know Greenwood's played forty games this season. Rashford played. He's obviously he's had his injury, but he plays a hell of a lot of games as well. Um, you know, there's a danger if you play these the kids too much, then they might not last as long. Um, no, I see your point. I and mean, someone like Greenwood, you'd expect him to be around, uh, you know, four or five seasons time. Uh, I, I imagine he'll be a firm first choice starter by that point. And football yeah. changes a lot within that period. So uh, our current number nine, Martial, you know, you never know. He, 
he could be there, he could be not, he could be on the decline. Who knows? Potentially world class striker. Yeah, I mean, so if you we we you know we're, we're discussing needing a striker as well, but maybe if you got Grealish and Sancho, or even just one of the two, then you got enough between all three positions to to have some decent options to rotate and you know bench bench options as well. Um, because you'd imagine, I think these rules might carry on to next season because you know the the, the time between the two seasons is not going to be much. Uh, you know, the European games finish in August. Um, it's going to be a very short turnaround between the two. And then there's supposedly the Euros as well. Um, the players are going to need to be rotated a lot. So definitely having a big squad is going to be useful. I think um, what would be very useful, and I'm not too sure how they're going to handle this, is uh, potentially increasing the number of substitutes to maybe four on a long-term basis. And um, and uh, potentially even the drink breaks. I don't know. what. How will they then go from a point where they said, yeah, we need these things to no, we don't need them anymore? <laughs> I think the drink breaks, as the weather gets colder, they've got to phase those out because they disrupt the game a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know. I, I I don't know how necessary they are. Like, cause some of the games is the weather's been pretty miserable, and then <laughs> and having a full full break. I mean, it, it's it. I don't know if that's a long term thing. Maybe the subs thing might be. You know, I mean, previously, you know, back in the day, it was three subs allowed, but only five on the bench. They've changed to seven. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of think why not just name? I don't know. Have you can have your full squad on the bench, but only only change. <laughs> Only change for maybe four or five. I think it would be interesting as well. And it'll probably give uh, a lot of youngsters, not just at United, in the Premier League in general, just more of a chance of playing if there's that one increase in substitutions. Yeah, it might be beneficial for the um, national team long term. Yeah. uh, Players might get more Premier League football, that kind of stuff. And it's a level playing field for both teams, right? Both teams have the option of making that extra change if they should they wish to. Um, But who knows? We'll see how they phase that out. Um, Just before we wrap up, let's talk about Angel. Angel Gomez um, revealed yesterday that he hadn't accepted that contract extension. Uh, he's currently a free agent. Um, apparently, a lot of interest from uh, many clubs across Europe and in, and in England. Uh, a lot of buzz around Chelsea. Frank Lampard's confirmed that they haven't offered the contract to him. Um, it's quite. I don't know. I don't know if it's a shame because, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure how good he was. Um, I, I know. I know there was a lot of hype and buzz around him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always heard heard a lot about him, yeah. but whenever he played for, whenever he played in the first team, he's never, he's never been, he's never shown much. I mean, I don't think he's even scored a goal right for the first team. I think he scored one preseason um, goal, which doesn't really count. Um, yeah, <laughs> Andres Pereira would be the best player in the world. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those where he's his, his accolades uh, speak well, considering his age. You know, he captain the under seventeen England team to the World Cup. Uh, he's been at the club since he was five years old. He was the first player in the 21st century to play in the Premier League. Um, he was the youngest player to play for United since Duncan Edwards. So kind of those statistics, they're impressive. But yeah, I think, like you say, um, from his actual performances in the league, uh, there was nothing which took me away. And I, and I think part of the reason for why United probably weren't as aggressive as probably he'd have wanted with their wage demands, which supposedly they offered him 30k a week, uh, which which he wanted. Uh, I think it's more, of the, from what I've heard, is more the playing time. Yeah, with the play time, if you if you look at his position, I think traditionally he plays in that camp position where Fernandez is kind of certified himself there to be, or if not Pogba, um, it would have been difficult to offer him that play time. I can see probably his argument if you know players like Pereira and Lingard are playing because let's be honest, they're just not 
good enough at the moment. Um, but they still they still shown more than him in those games that they've played. Yeah, that's, that's the thing point. I'd say. That's a, um, that's a value. I mean they've 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 been poor. Don't get me wrong. But and I've I've wanted him to I've wanted Gomez to do well. Yeah. But I've not seen anything from him. No, a, I know he hasn't had many chances. I'm not saying he's played loads, you know. Yeah. But I I think he's not he's not shown enough. I mean he's played like Europa League. Even in the Europa League, he's not. Personally, he's not shown enough. Personally, um, if I if I think he should have stuck around. Uh, certain players will phase out naturally. I think Lingard, Pereira, Mata, uh, you know, that's three kind of attacking mid positions that may become available. And he should have probably just played the long game. But maybe you know his his quality is so good and self belief that he can go to another team and uh, this could be a Pogba, another Pogba. Who knows? Um, we'll just have to see uh, where he ends up going. I just wonder if um I mean the thing is he's quite small he's quite small. He's very small, yeah. Um and he's not he's not physically very big. I just wonder if he's cut out for um cut out for it. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think I think the Chelsea interest I think that's drummed up by his agent. I, I really do. I mean, I've got no sources for that, but <laughs> I mean Lampard Lampard's denied their interest. Yeah. And I think they would have moved for him by now, right? I, I think it would make sense for him um, to move abroad. Um, maybe give a risk, uh, a punt in the German league after you know the success of Sancho and uh, Nelson to an extent last season. Um, but even even that, you'd expect for because German well foreign clubs can um, they can make an offer of six months before your contract expires. Yeah. So I'd have expected to see something, something like that. Um, yeah, you know, I'd expect to have heard something by now at least. Yeah. But it's an interesting point. Um, it would be interesting days. to see where he ends up, uh, you know, missing the best of luck. Uh, I assume he's going to get go to at least a top 10 team within the Premier League. Um, and, and yeah, from next season, we'll be able to see what, what, what he offers. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all for this week. We've got not, not much else to, to cover. Um, but, yeah, so we will be back after... Will we have had two games? Oh, we're actually playing next Thursday. We'll be back. Maybe we can do one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those watch along seem popular now, right? We can do a pod pod along, <laughs> uh, <laughs> something something like that. Um, well, yeah, hopefully it'll be six points in the bag and uh, step closer to the Champions League. Out of interest, um, who are Leicester playing and Chelsea in the next two games? I feel like Leicester have Arsenal at some point. Uh, they've got a they've got a reasonably difficult. Um, fixture list coming up so Leicester have they've got Palace at home and then Arsenal away so we'll, th- those games will be done by the time we have our next pod as well super um, so yeah so if uh, if you guys want to leave a review leave do that on iTunes or find us on Twitter Instagram it's either never ignored or never ignored pod I can never quite remember but <laughs> but yeah we'll be back at the same time same place next week bye <laughs>